Hey guys, welcome to the Sipping Room Podcast. <laughs> I'm Zach, he's Nathan, this is Elizabeth. Hi. You can find me on Instagram at Nathan Schedios. I still don't know what my handle is. ZG underscore Summer Shred Journey. And Elizabeth Transformation underscore. Yeah. Elizabeth with an S. What? With an S. I always thought it was with a Z. And when it, I am offended. <laughs> and then when Desi was like, no, it's with an S, I'm like... Just That's because I'm special. Thanks, Mom. S for special. Yeah. S for special. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is your intro to the intro. We don't have one. Yeah, well, I guess we're eventually introed now. Yep. We talked about things that were unfit for a podcast before, so... Oh, you could probably get away with it on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the Joe Rogan podcast, though. It, I mean, it's good, but it's like they they go in deep sometimes. They do. They talk about hard things sometimes. Yeah. Well, like Andy Frisella's podcast for the same reason. Yeah. He'll I, just straight up just say whatever he's thinking. Yeah. He don't care. He don't give a fuck. But also, he's not. Well, I mean, we aren't either, but he's not relying on, like, money for it. Like, he's, no, he's it's not his. I'm not getting paid for this. You You're not getting that? paid? No. Have you finally <laughs> started listening to Real AF? Yeah, it's on my... Fuck, that's a good fucking podcast, isn't it? It is a good it? podcast. It's a little... It's, I found it to be a little ho-hum when they're talking about current events, though. Yeah. I like it when it's more like self-help and shit like that. Yeah. That's typically what I go for. That's why I listen to a lot of the Power yeah, Project. The, the fucking Lane Norton episodes of Real AF. I need to go back and listen to those. Fucking man. I, I, I yeah. definitely would be interested they're, in They're fucking amazing. Ooh. So, drinks today. We went through a couple different ones. Yeah, we've been through a few. Uh, I accidentally fucked up and made a coffee rum old-fashioned um, that actually was pretty good. And we ended up putting some Disarono cream liqueur on top mm-hmm. of it. Um, tasted great. We drank those pretty quickly. And then we made the cocktail we set out to make. And we did um, spice black rum. Little little bit of lime juice, some agave nectar, and some orange bitters for a rum old fashioned. Mm-hmm. We did it different this time. We used the orange bitters instead of the chocolate bitters like the first time. I liked it. Y'all didn't care for it. I mean, it's fine. Like I'm drinking it right now. It's, it's fine. probably not better than the other one though. I like no, the other one better. The other one was so good. Yeah, it was a surprise too because I was like, oh shit, use the coffee yeah. rum. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> an accident because I think collectively we we all three drank that together a few weeks ago at yeah. the beach. I think collectively we didn't much care for it by mm-hmm. itself. But it was pretty fucking good in the cocktail. Yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised. I expected it to be bad, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm with it. I'm with it too. Totally with it. Jim this week. Jim this week. Uh, Just hammering straight through this episode. I started with uh, the RP hypertrophy app. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite. I wouldn't necessarily call it AI. Um, it does adjust your work for you, but not in the same sense that like Juggernaut AI yeah. or something like that would. It's like um, real time. Yeah, it doesn't do it real time. It does it week to week um, as opposed to that. But it was a lot of fun. It was good to have some variety back. I started a six-day split, so my workout's pretty short and concise. And you're getting done between 45 and you know 60 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that, uh, where I normally, on a powerlifting block, I normally am in there an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So I uh, saved myself some time. Uh, it was good. Diet-wise, I'm still a fat fuck. Fucked up a lot this week, um, which, you know. Leads into what we're talking about later. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, pretty solid week. You know, still can't really train legs like I want to. Um, but 
Get better there. all the time, baby. We'll get there. So for me, it was my first week with Joe, uh, Joe Sullivan. Uh, just hired him. Joe Sullivan? Joe Sullivan. Joe Sullivan. That guy. That guy. Yeah. He, you might not have heard of him. He's <laughs> a little bit under the radar right now, but he's a really good coach. Um, anyway. Let me hit that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. We're talking about a vape, by the way. <laughs> yeah. For those, for those who can't see, but now, like if they're watching the video, they can see. Are you posting the whole video? Yes, obviously. The whole thing. Well, what I keep in, what do you, what cut do you the mean? Scene. Cut the scene. No, no, we don't. We don't cut scene. We don't cut anything except the beginning and the well, end. Once we say go, it's fucking. It's, it's done. whatever happens happens at that point. It's a free for all. But anyway, uh, with Joe, he had me doing a lot of uh, hit, a lot of walking, focusing on nasal breathing. It was uh, rough. The warm-ups were brutal are as you, fuck. Are you still using a mouthpiece? Because that helps me with nasal breathing. That's one of um, my biggest reasons with using a mouthpiece is because I can't effectively breathe through my mouth, so it makes me breathe through my nose. I'm trying to, when I do my, because he has me doing walk, like 10-minute walks that are focused on nasal breathing, and I'm trying not to use it so I can just like force myself to think about it for the whole 10 minutes. That way it eventually will become something that is just natural. And I won't have to think about it, but that's that's my goal right now is just to make force myself to do it until I just do it subconsciously. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, warm ups are brutal. Barbell work was really easy, but I also think he's just gauging me at this point. Probably for the next couple of weeks, he'll be gauging me until we start actually prepping for October. So good week though. Happy to have him. He's given me a lot of good pointers, a lot of new cues that I've never heard before, which is Interesting, because I hear a lot of cues. Yeah, it's not like we were living under a fucking rock. Right. We were pretty. We're in it up to speed in terms yeah. of new coaching fads and mm-hmm. things that work, things that don't work. Um, we're pretty much about ahead of every, all of our peers in terms yeah. of what people are doing, what they're not. So, so to hear some new information is pretty cool. Yeah, because it, it does get regurgitated a fucking lot. Yeah, this, dude. Yeah, so. What'd you do? All right, so I started. A power plan, powerlifting plan that Zach here, my coach, hire him, um, gave me shortly after my show, and I was having back issues, so I just never touched it really. So I started that back this week, and I feel really good. Um, squats, I did box squats just because I want to see where my back is at, and actually went pretty well. So I feel like I can get a little deeper next time um, without any pain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I felt really, really good. I'm so sore. <laughs> I could barely walk <laughs> yesterday at work. Um, it was a lot of falling into chairs instead mm-hmm. of just sitting. Right. Um, but yeah, rough aftermath, but I feel really good. I have a very tentative goal of doing a meet someday because I feel like I have to because right. I wanted to for so long. So don't have anything in mind, just kind of seeing what my body can handle and where I can get with it. And if it gets to a point where we think that I can, because if I do a meet, I want to do something big. Right. And that's been the problem, but we'll see. I think Desi will do one with you when she's, she's back in the powerlifting. I think Sandy may be done. I can't speak really? for her, but yeah, she, she had been leaning toward being done with powerlifting for a little while. Um, Especially her being a full-time yogi now. I think she'll always do some strength training. But right. 
Um, Sandy really, she'll tell you she always felt the best when the only, only thing she did was running and yoga. Right. So I'm not saying she's she's probably not going back to being a, a, a runner, but right. They're probably lifting plus yoga as opposed to running plus yoga. Yeah. But, um, can't say that she's done, but we'll see. Post baby, we never know. She might find a new gear. I don't know. Right. Like, um, and with everything that we got going on, I mean, we're always been around powerlifting, so yeah. I doubt she's done. To be Truth, careful. truthfully, like she might you, be done temporarily. You, a lot of people say they're done until they see a meet going on or they're around powerlifting again, and they get in there, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I just want to. It's fucking different. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking different. being at a meet. Like it just drives you to be like, man, I want to get on that platform. Yeah. So that absolutely really does. When I when I was at your meet, I was like, man, I, I wish I was. I wish I wish I was competing right now. If I would have hurt myself, me and you would have been the strongest two people. <laughs> I mean, well, well, there was that well, one guy that benched like. Well, he had a huge bench press, and then Eugene's fucking awesome. He uh, yeah, he's really nobody cool. would have touched that squat. I can tell you that much. What do you squat like seven fifty or something? Do you squat seven fifty? He squatted over seven hundred. Shit. Shit. He's a two twenty or two forty two. Yeah. He's a really fucking nice guy. He seems pretty cool. He's a good dude. Um. But yeah, I think we would have had the biggest bench. Well, other than one dude, we would have had the biggest benches and the biggest deadlifts. Yeah. So, not a lot of heavy deadlifters there. No, nah, not not at that one. But it is what it is. You got PR songs? Um, I do. Yeah. I got some on my phone. I mean, I got to pick up my phone too. So, you got a PR song for us? I don't have my phone. You don't have your phone. No. Do you Do you have a song that you listen to when you're? Like ready to go hard. You would hate it. Uh, it don't matter. I'm not gonna play. I do have a no. tiny rant to go on before I before I do this. Sure. Every now and then, I'm a really bad music snob, like a super bad music snob. If you if if and, you're new, you might not know that. But if you've listened to like three episodes, you would know. This. Yeah, absolutely. I really only take <laughs> on one episode to know that I'm a really bad music snob. But there is a band that has somehow transcended the metal genre. And uh, we got a bunch of fucking normies listening to it. And I'm a little offended by the fact that normies listen to it because I don't want to have anything in common with those people. Um, those PFG wearing, Z71 driving, uh, only drink Bud Light, fucking just boring ass people. But I jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> And I have started listening to Sleep Token. Oh, really? And I have to admit, they're they're pretty <laughs> fucking good. I've been they're saying I need to check them out for a while, and I um, just haven't. They have a good mix of a lot of different things, to be honest with you. They're, it feels very fresh and very original. I understand why it's palatable to people that don't have taste. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's extremely fucking good. It's yeah. done really, really Maybe I well. To <laughs> Sleep token. And uh, the name of the song I'm going to submit. It's a slow burn. Is ascensionism, which is a really big word for somebody that wears PFGs and drives Z71. <laughs> but Webster's is there for a reason. Maybe they'll look it up one day <laughs> and figure it out. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and add one called Of Mice and Mountains by Discarnate. I Let's, put it, I literally, I don't... That I don't, sounds a little bit more like what something we'd normally put on. <laughs> it's really funny, <laughs> though. That's what it sounds like. Because, like, I have this written down, 
I have no idea what this fucking song sounds like. <laughs> so I can't describe it in any way. But Fair apparently, enough. I was listening. I was like, fuck yeah, this song rips. So you guys will listen to it for the first time, kind of like Nathan listened to it for the first time. I will um, listen to it again at some point. But it was on my playlist, so obviously I liked it. I just don't know what it sounded like. It was obviously heavy. Like, if I put it on there, I was like slapping to it. So it was heavy. Yeah, That's all I cool. can tell you. That's I cool. found a look up. Yeah, line. absolutely. You use Apple Music? Yes. Go. I'm going to add one more just because I'm wearing a Shadow of Intent shirt. Yeah. And I kind of have to. dope shirt. I kind of have to, like, add them to the list. But the Twin Revelation by Shadow of Intent is fucking killer. Hell yeah. I like it. I like it. That first album that they put out, and I've probably said this before, is based off of uh, the first Halo game. It's based off the. Uh, what are they called? The Flood, which is like just basically a bunch of freakish mutant alien zombies. Hell so yeah, I'm liking it. Was, it's, it's pretty about the content that we're used to. Yep. Yep. Let's see All what right. you got. You guys want to know? <laughs> yes, we do. This is gonna be an outlier on the play on the podcast playlist yeah, right here. Let's go. go, baby. So mine right now is Ash Nico's uh, invitation song, and it's basically a fuck you, I'm going to wear whatever and do whatever I want, and it's not for you. It's not an invitation for you. Mm. And it just riles me up. I could run through a brick wall. and uh, That's what we're looking for. Yeah. So Things to all the, a brick wall. Yeah. To all the girls, gays, and theys, that would be your song. <laughs> girls, gays, and theys. Yep. I don't know if a lot of them listen to this podcast. Yeah. They dropped out after the... Uh, <laughs> after the <laughs> well, no, they probably popped out after the three episodes deep about the trans rules and sports that we did. I don't know. We were pretty fair. We were pretty fair. But maybe That's they all I'm still say did. That from maybe now. they still did. Even they though typically we were fair. don't appreciate fairness. That's it's true. like they're That's one way. One. One. one you know, it is what yeah. it is. Anyway, we were very fair. <laughs> we were fair. We were fair. Our opinion. We were, we were fair. fair. We were fair. <laughs> um. I have another one. Uh, Go for it. I think I have another one. I have to look it up now, too. <laughs> thought, I, thought I had it in my mind, but I don't. Uh, Theory of Mind by Kublai Khan. Mm. You put that on a lot. Kublai Khan? Yeah. Yeah, that shit slaps, dude. For real. Um, it's that hardcore and, on you. Yeah, I do I do like a little hardcore in my old age. Um and let's just go ahead and do another one while we're here by the same band. Um, I fucking love the beginning of this song so goddamn much. Um I can find it. It's on an EP. Loyal to None. The beginning of that song just makes, makes me want to just fucking kill everything. <laughs> like, I, I fucking love that song so much. So one time, so I'm a mom, um, and so my music was on shuffle, and in the middle of deadlifting, this song went going, but I'm in the middle of it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm riled up. Bob the Builder. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Can we fix it? And I was like, yes, we can. <laughs> Slam that shit. Riled me up for randomly, but if... Uh, the two of us were in no position to criticize that, because that very well could be us. Yeah. Next, you know, six Welcome. to 12 months. Welcome. <laughs> very true. Very true. I don't know if I'll have that on my Spotify, but... But we'll see. Apple Music, you're going to start, if you have it, you're going to add your kids' favorite songs, and then randomly they're going to hit while you're squatting. My, um, I mean, row, listen, row, row, music's so important in the middle to me. Of the squat. 
Like, I don't, if my kid wants to listen to that shit, I'm okay with it, dude. I want them to listen to as much music as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mine's gonna probably gonna be a little fucking hellion, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Same. I mean, music wise, 100%. Well, I don't know. I, I think that my kid, I think she's gonna beat up other kids for listening to country music in school. I think that's gonna be like a problem. <laughs> she's gonna be super, she's gonna be super athletic, even if I don't want her. I'm not even gonna push her toward it. Right. But I mean, that's gonna be her environment. So, like, yeah. I'm just telling you, I think the kid's going to be a tyrant. hundred <laughs> percent. I was listening to a podcast and there was this guy talking about when he was a kid. Um, he was an athletic kid and he was always just a bully. He just bullied everybody for no reason. Yeah, I don't think that'll be her. I think she's probably got enough empathy from her father. Sandy's a good person, too. Right. But I don't but think she's just a monster. But I think that she probably <laughs> will. Yeah, I mean, I believe people. About, okay. <laughs> I believe people about that too. Yeah, this is a strictly a no country household. Yeah, same. Like I have everything to make changes once you become a parent. Everything changes. Everything you said you wouldn't do, you end up doing. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to move on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that there's no country music. I'm just going to tell her honestly what I think it does. I think it's a gateway to. Drugs. Bad beer and crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. Fair. We yeah. ready to get into the topic or we got any more? I mean, yeah. We're so, ready. To, so. We're, we're sad, but we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> well. There's only one disciplined person in this room. <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll get in on that. But the topic today that I decided on, essentially, because nobody else contributed but I didn't ask you. I wasn't asked. You were you were not asked but I did ask that. That was before I asked you to come and join yeah. us. But the topic of the day is why do diets fail? And I've got one thing to say first. I do too. This is clickbait. Diets don't fail. People fail. People there fail. It is. Yep. That the diet is planned out. The diet does nothing wrong. The no, diet is just there. Yeah. It exists and you're supposed to follow it. It's, it's how you act on it. Yep. The biggest thing about diets and people failing diets is adherence, right? Yeah, and like, I, tell, that's, I, I tell people all the time, I'm sure Elizabeth started this, best diet, the best program, whatever you want to talk about in the gym, specifically when it comes to program and diet, the best one is the one that you can stick to. Because mm-hmm. yes. adherence is the most important thing. Like even, that, that's one of the things that um, when Albert was on, which you weren't here for that, unfortunately, but Albert came on and he was like, Sometimes I had to do the uh, cheese dipped in ranch thing. I can't remember exactly how you said it. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking about keto, like. But that's how he managed to stay in his keto diet is sometimes, like, he had to have something that was tasty. And that fell in line with his diet. But he still managed to lose, you know, 150 yeah, pounds. Yeah, well, and you've been pretty open and honest about how we feel about the keto diet. And yeah. like, keto diet's worked for me before in the past, but now I've done it so many times, I know exactly what I can do to manipulate that diet for it not to work. Mm-hmm. Um, still calories in, calories out. So, I mean, if you're going to eat nothing but fatty meat, if you're going to— Salami dipped in, cheese dipped in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do shit like that, like, yeah, you're going to continue to be a fat fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert— you know, did a lot of things in terms of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of stuff like that. He uh, at um, the end of the day, his calories in, also, calories out. Listen, was you know, you're talking about somebody who started. Uh, this is not taking anything away from Albert. Talking about somebody that started uh, at 500 pounds, mm-hmm. his maintenance calories were at least 5,000 calories yeah. a day. 
possibly more, honestly. I don't. I, well, that's 5,000 calories. If you use the hybrid method of weight loss, which I typically like to do because it's simple, is your weight loss calories are 10 times your body weight. Yeah. So theoretically, he should have lost weight on 5,000 5, calories. Right. Um, when you make a big change like that, it'd be pretty easy to get rid of a, a couple thousand calories. Right. Even if you are eating like shit, mm -hmm. you know, still. I mean, he didn't. I know Albert's story. Right. Uh, he did pretty well for the most part. But uh, the fact of the matter is that guy, we've talked about it before. We've talked about it a lot. He saved his own life doing the keto diet. You can tell, sit here and tell me, other personal trainers can sit here and tell me, keto diet's dangerous. They can jerk their dick about how smart they are about calories in, calories out, and why you need this micronutrient and that micronutrient and everything like that. But the fact of the matter is that guy, the likelihood of him still being alive today had he not done that is much smaller than the mm -hmm. life, you know, quality of life he has now. Yeah, no. for sure. He saved his own life by doing mm -hmm. that. So I hate a vegan diet, but people have saved their lives doing other own lives doing that. Yeah. When you can do a whole foods diet, something like that, it is what it is. Best diet's the one that you can stick to. Yeah. Yes. So what was what was the point you wanted to to bring up? My point was the same thing that you made. Okay. Diets don't diets don't fail. People fail. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm currently living that. Mm -hmm. So. So much so that she's convinced me that, uh, and we've talked a lot about it, not just, it's just not her just telling me that I have this problem. We've discussed it at length. But uh, I think I potentially have ADHD, and I think it keeps me out of focus a lot of the mm -hmm. time. I'm struggling really bad with uh, focusing on getting things done for work, which, you know, I'm self-employed, mm -hmm. which is a fucking problem. I don't really have a big desire to be in the gym now, and that's rare for me, especially when I start something new like RP. Right. Don't really have any interest in the gym. Um, don't really have any interest in eating right, despite getting news that if I didn't eat right, I'd fucking die soon. <laughs> um, you know, all these things. Uh, so, like, you know, I'm in the middle of fucking up a diet, basically. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not supposed to be drinking alcohol, and I'm you know, three or four drinks deep this afternoon. So, I mean, like, you know... I know that for a fact. There's not anybody on the planet better equipped to get this right than I do, than I am, and I'm not getting it right. Right. So, that speaks to how tough it is, too, though. Yeah. You know, you know I'm not going to sit here and, you know, stroke my dick and say that my mental health is worse than everybody else's is or that her mental health is worse than everybody else's is. But the fact of the, fact of the matter is I'm not fucking getting it right, and I know exactly what to do to get it perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I can, uh, you know, knowledge-wise, I could fucking dial this in mm -hmm. and do it better than anybody but I cannot fucking execute so um, there's a lot of reasons for that but and we'll get into them throughout the episode but yeah. you know I'm, I'm living this topic currently so you have anything to add? I think honestly uh, if you don't work together with so say you're on a weight loss journey which I was um, fix your mental health because that's going to that's going to be the wall you run into. Um, I have ADHD, I'm diagnosed, and I would hit that wall because it's I can't focus. Um, tasks just seem overwhelming, and I would never get it done. So when I started my journey with my weight loss, I hired Zach, made an appointment with a psychiatrist and a therapist because I knew it was a combination because I had been in and out of the And it's knowledge, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no idea that you were supposed to eat as much as you're supposed to. Like I was under, I was still in the old school, like cardio bunny, 1200 calories. And obviously it's not sustainable cause it never worked. It would 
drop 10 pounds and you go I'm crazy like, and binge i'm fucking yep. hungry <laughs> yeah binge and then it was just this vicious cycle so that really really helped me um with meal prepping just being able to get um on task um and come up with a plan um hiring somebody which is what i did to come up with that plan because i had no idea so a lot of people you know, there's a lot of stuff out there right now, like follow this plan, six mm-hmm. week transformation, nine week. I mean, I see them all the time. I'm like, that's just not how, that's not, that's not how it it's works. not sustainable. It's, you know, maybe it's a good start point, but to me, like the plan Zach put me on, it was easy. I didn't have to think about it. We didn't even crack numbers until later, later mm-hmm. on after the first, I think 40 to 50 pounds, we started looking at actual, like, all right, we're going to get into macros. And that's because I was stalling so we had to Mm. break it down but like he just kept it super simple um and so a lot of people when they ask me like what did you do what'd you eat what'd you eat um it's all about consistency so like you cannot be on this roller coaster with your diet you cannot like there's just no way your body's going to like know what's going on so like consistency really helped me um how i am i can eat the same things for a little bit and then just switch it up and do it until I'm tired of it. Um, and then the cheap meals, which I like to call fun meals because <laughs> well, we planned them. We, they were planned and it gave me something to look forward to. And there was no, at the time, of course, like show prep is different, but just like basic weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no limit, you know, you got to eat what you wanted. And um, if you ever been, diagnosed with binge eating disorder which I have um it was a lot of fun for that (laughs) (laughs) and it made it uh it just gave me a goal to look forward to so even if like the scale or whatever I'm like I cannot wait to hit that day where I can just eat what I want um but yeah I think taking care of your mental health at the same time when you start a big journey like this Mm -hmm. like if you're wanting to lose 30 40 50 and up pounds like there's something going on in your brain that got you to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, depression, anxiety, ADHD, binge eating disorder. Um, so looking into that with coming up with a plan, which I mean, I made it work by hiring someone. You can find someone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would tell me, like, oh, I can never afford a trainer. I always thought that too. Uh, but there is availability in where you can find it at a decent price. Mm-hmm. And um, I made it where I decided I picked instead of eating out, I'm going to save that money and hire a trainer. And I mean, you guys that, have eaten out. Double duty. Literally, yeah. it worked so easy. And that's how I was. At, I mean, I was a single mom, like barely making it. So if I could do that, you know, then anybody can. Because right. eating out nowadays is ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, so, I spent $40 on me and Brittany from McDonald's yesterday. Yeah. Just, just don't buy that one. Action, yeah, right. don't do that like one or two times a week, and you've got the money to get those resources you need, as far as like mental health, finding a trainer that works for you, or the plans. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I gave Zach a run for his money. I have ridiculous allergies, so you know, <laughs> even those plans online, eat this. I couldn't eat half the stuff that they were saying to eat, so I was literally so lost. So I'm thankful that you helped me with that, but. It is true, like diet, diets do not fail. It, yeah. it is the individual person because I've done it over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. So, 
And that's that's not just weight loss diets, too. No, yeah. Because I, when I first started going to the gym, I was 175 pounds, the something problem. like that. Yeah. And I read online all this stuff. Bodybuilders, you eat chicken, broccoli, and rice yeah. all the time. And I was like, cool, I'll eat chicken, broccoli, and rice. And I lost weight. And I was like, why am I losing weight? I'm eating stuff that bodybuilders eat. Yeah. I didn't know the volume. So, like, a lack of knowledge, too, is why you fail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, well, I'm eating chicken, broccoli, and rice. I'm eating, you know, a, a good breakfast. I'd eat, like, oatmeal or something. I don't remember. You know, just basic stuff that you would see on a bodybuilding diet. But I wasn't gaining weight. I wasn't getting stronger. I wasn't, I wasn't making the progress I wanted to. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And it wasn't it literally because I was at the 180-pound mark for the longest time until I met you. And you were like, dude, you just need to fucking eat. <laughs> like, stop eating all this chicken, broccoli, and rice and eat some goddamn food. Eat some ice cream. I don't care what you eat. Get your calories up. And I was like, I'll be honest. The first time I heard you say that, I was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. What is he talking about? <laughs> it works, though. <laughs> but it did. No, I, I felt, listened. I felt the same way, too, because I, I was even told, you need to eat more. I'm like, I'm trying to lose weight, sir. Right. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, that six to eight times a day really helps for weight loss, though, because it keeps you, if you have snacks and stuff planned, it keeps you from binge eating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, it's, it's not, you can absolutely lose weight on one meal a day, three mm-hmm. meals a day, two meals a day, whatever. Uh, intermittent fasting proves that, but like um, those of us who I have a history of eat, eating disorders, um, Elizabeth just told you she does. Um, for those of those those issues, we feel we we need something mm-hmm. constantly. Constantly, like, it's constantly like, you always like, need to, to eat something to make yes. you feel like you're not satiated. just satiated physically, but like emotionally. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause like if you lean on food, like me, I lean on food and alcohol for mental health issues. It's unfortunate, but I do. But if you lean that way, like you're not going to fucking make it eating three salads a day. And that's fucking, <laughs> it. you're going to drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just is what it is. But I mean, there is, there's a method to the madness and you're not talking about meals, you know, for her, they may have been two to 400 calories a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, they're they're bigger, obviously. Um, you know, I'm eating you know six to eight ounces of meat a meal, you know, five or six times a day, um, and can still lose weight on that. But like, um, it's different for everybody. But like, when you're tasked with having to eat a lot, it really can't help with weight loss though, because like you kind of can be disgusted by it, especially when you're eating super clean foods. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to fill you up or you're going to get tired of chewing it. Mm-hmm. Raw vegetables, dude, is such a fucking good hack because you will literally get tired of chewing that shit <laughs> before you can eat enough to make you fat. <laughs> it's true. You will fucking quit. Unless, I guess the only way you can get around is if you cook it right. Like, Yeah, I mean, if you're cooking it. But you're it, eating you know, raw vegetables. Different. Yeah, I mean, raw so. vegetables can be a really good hack for people, though, because it fucking sucks to chew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so remember true. the first time me and Sandy did the paleo diet, um, which I'm back on now by medical prescription. But uh, the first time we did it, like, I remember eating carrots and broccoli and being like, I'm so goddamn, my jaw would, <laughs> you know, Sandy, our jaws would be sore yeah. from chewing. It was like, I don't want to. Don't want to go through the chewing process anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not even hungry because I don't fucking want to chew. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, you know, stuff like that, little, <clears throat> little strategies like that really, really help people with weight loss, man. I mean, it really, I mean, it really helps, but. The right. problem is they just, they just don't want to eat. The raw vegetables, yeah. they want to eat highly palatable foods. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Albert was all opposite. He was, it happened to work for him 
to ignore food almost completely and eat in his intermittent fasting mm-hmm. window and and move on and that's fine that's like i said he saved his own life doing that but uh you know there's just a lot of different strategies that you mm-hmm. can employ to kind of help yourself out with this so. and it just depends on the person yeah, i point. have not found one yet that works for me it sucks but you know uh, i think that going from uh you know having had an eating disorder in high school and now we've talked about this before but my self-confidence is tied up in how strong i am um mm-hmm. I know that I'm not going to be as strong at 240 as I am at 280, mm-hmm. and it's really hard for me to want to be 240, despite a real medical need to be 240. <laughs> you I, mean, know what I mean, uh, you so, have the capacity to, oh, yeah, but absolutely. initially you wouldn't be. You would, I wouldn't be, no. But, uh, you know, stuff like that, that's, you know, and other people are going to have the same mental gymnastics that mm-hmm. I'm having, you know what I mean? Uh, I think my problem is I kind of outsmart myself sometimes, you know what I mean? It's also really easy to make an excuse of, well, I'm in a hurry right now. Got a lot fucking going on. I'm just going to stop in this drive-thru and get this. Mm-hmm. And the diet will be better tomorrow. It's always, it'll be better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, it ain't ever better tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, better starts today. Better starts today. It has to start like, you know, it has to be a decision you make and uh, not just adhere to, but, you know, you got to. You gotta, you gotta make that choice every day. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a, it's, it's a every day is a new day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He told me that a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Every time I would say I messed up, and he's like, "Well, did you plan to mess up? Like, did you have a plan?" And I was like, "No." And he's like, "Then you already planned to mess up." So, um, yeah, and it, it has to be a plan. And even like in a norm, like not with a goal in mind, like even with your. I could speak on this with kids. Like, if you don't have a plan for, like, what your kids are going to eat, like, yeah, you are going to go and get a Happy Meal. And you are going to run and grab that quick thing because you just don't know. So, mm-hmm. like, even I, I've planned out my son's meals, like, what we're going to do that week. Um, and it's balanced. And what I'm working on now, because after show, you know, I dealt with a lot of, like, body dysmorphia. It's not sustainable to look you know, and be in that kind of deficit. So that was, you know, they tell you that, but it's but living said. with it, yeah, yeah, it was hard. Um, and I couldn't decide if I wanted to go into powerlifting, maybe do another show. And I was just in this battle. So I had to take a break completely, mm-hmm. just intuitively eating, being active when I, being active daily, but not in a strict way. And yeah, I would, feed into my binges but I wouldn't beat myself up and I'm like all right no next email you don't have to binge because you just did and you know um gained some weight lost some weight but um what I'm incorporating now to try to help with that is planning my son's meal and just adjusting it to fit my needs so we're having pasta night you know spaghetti I do ground chicken because I don't like I don't like beef (laughs) it hurts my tummy um um and sauce i'm like okay well i want to be in a deficit right now so obviously i can't that's a bingy food for me Mm -hmm. so i actually found a keto friendly pasta so it's good macros Mm -hmm. it literally says keto on it but it's great zero fat low carb and so i'll make those for myself and then i'll make my son a separate batch or whatever Mm -hmm. so i can we can eat together and it's not such a chicken and broccoli diet Mm because it's like to me, I had such an extreme goal. It was so easy to just, for me, like, food was fuel. I didn't care how it tasted. I don't care if, like, that chicken was dry. I was like, I'm going to meet my goal. 
Um, but now like living without that goal, it was, it was weird to Mm -hmm. try to adjust to that. But so that's how I'm learning to like, just to adjust and live at the same time. Cause I do feel like, you know, bodybuilding, especially like it's so strict Mm -hmm. and it's so hard with like having a family or, you know, it's hard. I feel for people that have kids and try to do this. It's so hard. Because, you know, you're not going to restrict your kids. <laughs> Here's your chicken and broccoli, son. Right. Like, um, which my son eats, you know, fruits and vegetables so, so well. I worked so hard on that to just give him a really healthy view of food. But um, because it was just so hard to make him that pasta and not binge on it. And like, oh, I'm going to eat my chicken and broccoli. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not doing a show. So why am I eating chicken and broccoli like I want to eat some fun stuff so just kind of like finding my way through it we're having like I taco Tuesday so he'll have like a taco with a corn tortilla um I trick myself because I'm allergic to corn so I can't have mm-hmm. it um and I'll do it on with green so grilled bell peppers and stuff like that sure. and rice or whatever so yeah it's hard finding that I'll admit, Sandy's a, a fucking master at making uh, bullshit food healthy. <laughs> like, you know, lasagna with low-fat cheeses or mm-hmm. low-fat meats, like um, pulled pork with a, a tenderloin instead of you know, shit like that. Like mm-hmm. she, she does really, really good at it. But the problem is that I just, I'll eat that too and eat whatever else I want. I just mm-hmm. don't fucking care. You know, it is what it is. So um, it's fucking odd. Um I am one of those weird people that not, I really don't like eating leftovers, so meal prep's hard for me. Um, but I will say, the majority of you pe- of people listening, uh, meal prep's probably one of the easiest ways to get to some diet success, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, most people that are a little bit more mentally disciplined than me say, well, this is already made. There's a convenience about that. I'm going to eat this. Um, that's fine. You know what I mean? So there is something about the, like not having to stress out about what you're eating. Like yeah. Yeah. all the food is already made. Like my, pl- when I eat, I eat the same thing all the time. Like I always eat one meal specifically every day, steak, rice, broccoli or green beans. Now swap from swap from broccoli to green beans and carrots. Like I eat that every day. Yeah. Like well, Monday through Friday, I eat it because yeah. I make five portions of it. That's it. Yeah. Just like it's a constant. I don't have to think about it. I know what I'm eating. I like it. It's good enough. Right. Yeah. It's got you know. I eat sirloin, so it's a little less fatty. You know. I get to be my favorite food in the world, and by fucking day two or three, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm I, for something else. When, when I first started like powerlifting, I could just eat the same thing over and over and over and over again, and I just was not phased by it. Primarily because I was so broke. I was just like, yeah. this is what I can afford to eat. Yeah. So this yeah. is what I'm gonna eat. Right. You know, like the my my fun meal was I was working at Jimmy John's, so I got sandwiches. And I was like, yeah. well, I can have this. I can just go without the mayo and just do like the oil and vinegar sauce because it's a little less calorie dense, and yeah. just do you know meat, bread, lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, maybe pickles or hot peppers if I'm feeling spicy. I think that was the same for me when I first started. I was, I mean, I was just newly a single mom, like working three jobs, like, and just trying to make ends meet. So I couldn't afford to be all fancy with it. So, I mean, I was told six to eight meals. Um, He compromised with six because I was like, eight meals? That's ridiculous. (laughs) You could eat eight meals a day. But, I mean, all I could afford was 
and it, it was almost like I had to buy it every few days because I was just like, I don't, I don't even know, like if I can afford a full week's worth. I mean, mm-hmm. I did what I had to do, but yeah, it was a lot of just. I would do a lot of one-pan meals. So I'd mm-hmm. throw, like, just a container of chicken. I'd throw a steamable bag of broccoli or California medley. Mm-hmm. And then um, throw on some spices just to spice it up. <laughs> throw it in the oven, and that was my meal. So, yeah, yeah it was just because I couldn't afford it. Um, and we pushed—we our cheap, our cheap meals that we decided were so pushed out. Like, I wasn't even a thought, but right. my first one was Whataburger, and I— I'll never forget. I recorded myself eating it. And I was rolling my eyes the whole time. I gotta eat water burger right now. Because it was so long until right I, I did that. But I, honestly, I was to a point. I was so desperate to mm-hmm. like change. I, I was desperate. Like I was like, I've got to fix this. And it took away the thinking work, especially not doing it like the way he did. Because I told him I was like, I. I was like, that just is too much to handle measuring. And like, I don't have time. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like him, I don't like leftovers. So I was like, I'm not going to cook for a week and eat it. Mm -hmm. Like I will maybe do two days if I, but at that point I'm so new to this. I was like, no, I've never eaten that leftover thing in my life. So I would get up at 5 a.m., do that one pan, whatever meat Mm -hmm. I had, vegetable. Usually it was a frozen bag because, you know, they were cheap. Cheap, And, uh. And then we did fruit for my carbs because I had to eat really clean because mm-hmm. of all my sensitivities and stuff. And uh, then I would throw them all in the containers, and it was easy because I just laid out the six containers, and I would throw in, you know, um, what I needed, and just there was no thinking work. I, I just was like, I can't think about that, the macro yeah. thing. And the macro thing still overwhelms me because— it's just so many numbers, and you got to track this, and you know. So sometimes, like, sim- you know, simplifying it mm-hmm. makes it so much better, especially if you're overwhelmed by it or you ha- have mental illnesses that mm-hmm. do have that, where you get overwhelmed over. I mean, it's sad to say, simple tasks mm-hmm. like all you have to do is put that container on a little little scale, and but to me, it was overwhelming. So. Just, like, simplifying it sometimes. Like, eating simple for me worked, um, especially for my goal. And then prepping for a show is just, it's so strict. You don't even, you want, I mean, I wanted my goal so bad. I didn't even care if he was, like, <laughs> you know, at one point it was just chicken and broccoli. And yep. um, that was it for months because I got sick of fish. I don't really like fish anyway, but I pushed myself for it. But I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I literally gag. Like, it's not even like, I don't want to eat this. I would gag. So he was like, all right, I guess it's just chicken and broccoli or spinach. We switched it up a little bit, but it was so clean and lean. But I was like, my goal's almost here. It was almost like a panic. Like, I don't care um, if it tastes good. It made the after show meal and cookies so worth it. But Shout out to Crumble Cookies. Crumble Cookies. The best cookies to ever be made. I, th- I find the hardest part about eating on a diet to be, other than my own craziness, uh, is the social aspect of food because oh, food's yeah. like a love language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like alcohol kind of is too. And, yeah, um, it definitely can, can be. It can be isolating. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it can definitely, yeah, make you feel like, like you're missing out. Yeah, because like if you're out to eat. Too, too much, like, you know, most, most of my friends, if, you were, if they're going to hang out with you, like, Justin calls me. It's like, where are we eating or where are we drinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or both. Right. You know, probably like, both. Yeah, probably both. Yeah. So, like, 
It's kind of like, so, no, you know, I can't I've because got a friend, I, you know, she's she's a little bit older than me and Sandy, but we we try to go out eat with her once a week, once every couple of weeks. She's always going to eat Mexican food. When I get to Mexican food, I don't exactly want to eat fucking shrimp and rice. Right. Like I want queso and fried shit like everybody else is getting, right? So that chimichanga, like, and I want you know my two fishbowl margaritas. You know? <laughs> I want the whole fucking nine, right? So yeah. like, um, I do find it to be uh, one, one thing that generally sets me off course pretty good is the social aspect. Yeah. Because um, like you said, if you don't give into it, it feels pretty, it feels pretty isolating. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, I lost. Feel like you're missing out on a lot. I lost a lot of, and they weren't really good friends anyway. But a lot of the people in my life just kind of fell off because I no longer was drinking at the bars. Um, I I was allowed to have certain alcohol, but it was very limited. Mm-hmm. Not in not during prep, but just the beginning of my journey. I couldn't go out to the bars and with my my girlfriends and like just get sloshed. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty much limited to clear liquor and soda yeah. water. And yeah, and it just at the time, like I was just such a sweet, anything sweet, mm-hmm. you know, and pretty, and you can't really taste that. Also, that to me at the time was terrible. So I didn't want to. Like I don't want to go drink that. It's gross. I want my pine pineapple vodka. <laughs> I don't want vodka tonic. But uh, you know, you learn to make it work. But um, that took you know, and also like my strict, like I don't have the money now if mm-hmm. I'm doing a trainer and a gym membership and hard to afford a hundred dollar bar tab or better. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that took away from it. So I did lose quite a bit of friends, but they were not, I mean, I feel like if your friends and family aren't supporting your goal, like if you tell, go to them and I had a hard time with work. Um, work was such a love language with food. Like someone would always bring donuts Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, Hey, I've got lunch today. Like the, owner of the place I work at always is like, I got lunches on me. And it was so hard to say, no, not today. Like it killed me because one, I was like, am I hurting her feelings by saying no? And I had people, coworkers that'd be like, Hey, I grabbed you a biscuit. And I had to tell them no. I was like, no, I'm, I'm sticking to this. Like I've got a plan. And they knew about it, but they were just like, Oh, it's just a biscuit. And I mean, it was rough. I had donuts put on my station Mm. and I had to move the box and I just would smell it. And like, tears sometimes because i just wanted it so right. bad it's, but, it's crazy how many people like don't don't have the problems me and you have had and, and they'll just be like it's just it's just it's, one thing it's, it's just one thing. breakfast yeah, exactly. is especially like breakfast is especially like fucking on edge for me because if i fuck up breakfast i'm much more likely to fuck up the rest of my day yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whether if I fuck up and need a slice of pizza for dinner, like yeah, it's the Start end of the, the day. day, no big deal. Start like, of the day, yeah. If I fuck up at breakfast though, I'm like, well, I might as well have a fucking cheeseburger. I might as well have you know an I entire pizza at night. Like yeah, I think that's why I like working out in the morning. Breakfast like starting, is really triggering. Starting my day because um, now I eat a little bit, but in the beginning I could I didn't eat breakfast. He's like, I didn't eat till like noon or something. And he was like, you've got to eat breakfast. And I was like, no, I don't eat breakfast. First of all, I'm allergic to almost all breakfast foods. <laughs> so I was like, I, I just don't. And, you know, I had my meals. And he was like, eat it. And I would literally be, like, forcing it down my throat. My body adjusted because of the yep. consistency. So I was actually hungry. But mm-hmm. that's why I like working out to start my day because it kind of gives me that, like, little trigger of, like, you don't want to ruin the workout right. with bad food but yeah breakfast like i'm the same like if i run through duncan <laughs> and I, I typically just but if i if i grab that it's just a donut the it's whole like, day yeah. it's just a spiral um 
because and also binge eating disorders so expensive because yeah. you just you go out of control because it's like once you have that trigger and me and him have talked about i have trigger foods that i just do not keep in my house whatsoever i just don't because once i have one i mean it's not just a chip you know just a handful portion it out put it in ziploc there's no way around it i'll yeah. eat the whole thing in a few minutes so i just had to especially with a kid because i didn't want i mean my son's not on a diet mm-hmm. like, and i wanted to have a variety of food so like he does have macaroni and cheese so i had to find like little ways to still let him have i guess quote unquote normal food <laughs> but you know um he still had the fruits and the vegetables but i can't just have my you know my kid's not supposed to be in a deficit right he's supposed to be like eating like a normal balanced diet so um that was an adjustment too but i agree with you like the start of the day i feel like is so important and working out for me in the morning if i push it off i mean if and i, I do mess up it literally makes me not want to go to the gym. It's like, oh, I've already ruined the day, so why go to the gym? Like, it's just so psychologically, like, annoying and exhausting. Yeah. And like you said, like, when people are like, just one, just one. I mean, I would have to fight people. I'm like, it's not just one. Like, if I have that one bite, just have a bite. Even. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's a trigger food. So if I have that one bite, it I will thrills. spiral. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, so like, the, the just the person answer, like, it's easy to say, it's just a donut. Be better tomorrow, right? But if you look at that, like from a personal trainer's perspective, and think about your, like your calories as a budget, there's 3,500 calories in a pound, and I'm uh, uh, I'm a cream-filled or jelly-filled donut guy. I don't really like a glazed donut, right? So like 350 calories a donut. Mm-hmm. Well, if you ate one donut a month, that's a net one pound difference in ten months. Yeah. Just at one one donut a month, right? Like, I talk to clients about this all the time. Like, do you drink soda? Yeah, I drink soda. How many drink a day? Three. So three 12 ounce cans of soda is 120 calories a piece. Mm-hmm. So that's 360 day at 360 calories. That means you're gaining a pound every 10 days or so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's that's a very very narrow way to think about it. It's not all that goes into it, but like. But if you the reality it of it's me and everybody else, right? But yeah. like. It's not just a donut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it really isn't. Like, you know, you eat one donut a week, well, that's, that's fine. Every t- 10 weeks, you can expect to be one pound heavier. Yeah. Like, and I know that's not, that's a little cut and dry. If you're measuring your macros and stuff like that, it's not necessarily true. Right. But if you're just eating intuitively like most people do, that's a net pound difference. Mm-hmm. One pound difference in, you know, 10 weeks or 10 days in the case of a soda or something like that. So, like, it's not the reality of it. Regardless of what you tell yourself, is it's not just a donut. Yeah. I hear that so much of people saying, well, I eat pretty healthy. Yeah. You know, I yeah. might have one donut or yeah, one soda. You fucking guzzle Mountain Dew like it's <laughs> Yeah. Like it's but, you know, it's those, like, that one one donut, one yeah, soda, absolutely. you know, that two, you know. Or that one entire pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked, uh, the perfect example of this, Steffi Cohen, when she was still with Hybrid, was talking about looking at your calories like a budget, right? Like if you eat consistently... 2,000 calories a day, and that's your weight loss calories. But then you have to spend the weekend eating 4,000 calories a day. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, your net average then, instead of being what would be, what, uh, 14,000 14, calories a week, mm-hmm. ends up being 16,000 calories a week. That's, a, a and again, a net pound difference in a week because you wanted to fuck up two days. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, you can say it's only four thousand calories difference in a week because you had two, you know, two days of eating excessively eating two thousand calories. Mm-hmm. But like, that's a pound of progress you've cost yourself, right? By just two days of bad eating, mm-hmm. you can do that in just one day. You can be, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna eat two thousand calories a day, six days a week, and turn around on Sunday. Just whatever. Mom's, you know, mom's having everybody over for lunch. She's made banana pudding, and you have two or three plates of food and two or three helps of banana pudding, and you've ate seven thousand calories in a day. Your net calories for the week are busted. But it doesn't matter damn. how goddamn good you were. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but goddamn, that banana pudding yeah. is good. Yeah. Sandy damn. puts cream cheese in hers, and it's and sweetened condensed milk, and it's fucking fire, bud. Like, <laughs> I'll have to try that one day. Good. That sounds good. It is ex- outstanding. I love banana pudding. But, uh, I mean, like, people don't, but, you know, even I don't think about in the day-to-day. Like, it's so easy for me to be like, I'll eat this bad meal. I'll get mm. back on track tomorrow. You do that two or three times a week. Yeah. It doesn't take that much to fuck up your whole week. Yeah. And then it doesn't take that much to fuck up your whole month. Right. And then your whole block and then your whole year. Like, yeah. So it's not, it's really at the end of the day, if you're looking at it from an analytical point of view, it's not just a donut. Mm-hmm. It's every time you've said it's just a donut from here until whatever your goal was supposed to be met. Right. So it's a big fucking swing if you look at it that way. And my favorite which a lot of people say to me, but I was the girl. I was like, well, I don't really eat all day. And I wouldn't. I would go all day without eating. It doesn't fucking matter. But then I would, I would be like, but I only eat one meal a day. And let me tell you, my one meal a day was awful. So when people <laughs> tell me that, like, I'm not losing weight and I only eat one meal a day. And I'm like, well, what's that meal? Because in my head, I was like, well, I'm not eating all day. So, like, no. <laughs> It did not level out. Like, it was just, it was so much food because I was so hungry. So, of course, I'm going to eat way more than I usually would for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd have, like, a coffee or, um, I don't I don't know what I used to drink. I wasn't a big water drinker. The gallon of water a day that he had me on, I was like, I'm going to drown. But <laughs> your body adjusts. You got used to it after you had to drink two for a few, few God, weeks. God, yeah. <laughs> two gallons a day for three that days. That makes me have to piss just thinking about it. That was probably the hardest. That was the hardest, I think. Part. I don't. I don't. When I did the water cut, I don't think that was the hardest part for me. I think the hardest part was the lack of water after. Oh yeah, that half that, half a gallon. Mm, no, yeah, that was the no, worst part. You get so adapted I to think, being I hydrated think, and feeling decent. Yeah, yeah. I think right. that first day was rough with the two gallons of water, just trying to figure out like when to drink it all and. I think um, it worked better for me because I was at work the whole time, so I was moving constantly. Yeah. So when I did that two gallons, it was just like I was just making sure I filled my water bottle up every so often. Yeah. So I, And I work 10-hour shifts, so it was just like— I'll tell you what was probably rough cold. for her. I know it was because I was there to witness it. The morning of the show when she got eight ounces and had to eat two rice cakes with it. My mouth was so dry. It literally was— <laughs> yeah. God, you might as well show. swallow cotton. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to it, it was it was rough. I was like, Roscakes are low key like the worst. Everybody talks about Roscakes saving their life. That's the worst goddamn snack on the planet Earth. <laughs> if you ain't got a jar of peanut butter to eat with it, fuck a Roscake. <laughs> Unless you get like the the bad ones, like the well, see, apple even cinnamon if you get the, ones. Or yeah. even if you, I mean, ones. even the macros are good on those. Yeah. They're still drier than a fart, dude. <laughs> like, they're fucking dry. But I feel like I can eat those better than I can eat a regular one. I mean, one. they yeah. taste better, but, yeah. like, fuck. They're still just, like... I ate them for a while. I liked them. I don't know. I but, mean, I don't, I don't necessarily dislike them, but it's going to have to have something with it. 
I don't know. I guess I'm just weird because I can eat dry food. I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about how it's weird it is to eat sandwiches without some sort of sauce, like mayonnaise or something to keep it kind of wet. I'm a dry sandwich no, I can, guy. I can eat it like that. Like, it doesn't yeah. bother me. I don't want a dry sandwich. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can't do it. I think that's why my, like, my pre- like that chicken that I would cook. <laughs> was so fucking dry. <laughs> like, I had to chug water just to swallow it, but I just was like, whatever, like, at that point. Dry chicken is a different story for me. No, it was awful. I feel like deli meat is a little, the consistency of it it's is a little, a little bit more moist. Yeah, so it's easier to eat, but, well, like, dry I'm, chicken gets Can it. I, when I did that, um, what did you call that, the the three dates with the two gallons? and Oh, it's just my water cup. Yeah. Okay, so a water cup. When I did that, you know, he sent me the plan, and I followed it to a T. So much so, he he saw me eating. He was like, "Did you not put seasoning or anything?" And I was like, "Well, I didn't know I could have it. You didn't write that down." <laughs> the plan. I was eating plain dry chicken, plain broccoli. For the record, if you ever get a meal plan for me, I did not mean no. The only seasoning we're limiting is is, is if it's like a sugar based yeah. like like a dry, salt dry seasoning, yeah, a sugar based dry seasoning or sauce. He yeah. said you can do dry, and I was like, I didn't know you didn't write it down. <laughs> but I was just so like, that's what I loved about like having someone that just sent the plan because I did not question it. Like I gave him my allergies, my intolerances, the stuff I just refused to eat mm-hmm. like because of texture issues. Um, but like I just didn't. Didn't have to think. I just okay. This is what I'm eating. I went grocery shopping. I didn't get anything outside of that specific plan, and it just worked so well because it took the think. Like we talked about, the mm. thinking work is just and also just like paying somebody to do it. It feels like if you don't follow through, you're just throwing money. Yes. Away. Yeah. So it's like you can't just throw that money away. Yeah. He told you what to eat. Like if I don't eat what he tells me to eat, I'm throwing this money away. Yeah. I, and then the with the gym part with him. I didn't want to embarrass myself because you can't, you can't lie to your trainer when you really didn't train according to the program. Like, oh, you definitely he can, can. He can tell if you <laughs> haven't lifted what he told you to lift because then you go to your trainer and you go to lift and he's like, what'd you do this week? Cause you didn't do what I told you to. So like, yeah, I can definitely that, tell. He can definitely almost, lie to me, but I can definitely yeah. tell whether or not. Yeah. It was almost that uh, pressure of like, I don't want to embarrass myself mm-hmm. or get called out or have those tough conversations. And over time, um, those tough conversations, like, I wouldn't say I would lie, but I would withhold a lot. Just, like, I would feel bad. And it's, like, shameful, especially with binge eating. But eventually, honestly, like, telling him, like, hey, I binge, like, was so helpful to actually, like, I did this instead of hiding it and mm-hmm. having to, like, oh, my God, like, I ruined the whole week, da-da-da. But being, like, hey, I messed up last night. He would just, all right, well, what are we going to do to fix it? And it was just more helpful than just being, it's so secret, like Mm -hmm. eating disorders. They're so secret and you just don't want to, but speaking on it really helped me too. It's embarrassing. And I think that embarrassment almost helps in a way. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like I just, I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself. So I don't want to like binge. I think one time it was like during prep and we were in training and I was like, I'm hitting a wall. And he was like, okay, like, what are you doing? Um, you're not following the plan. And I told him, I was like, well, yesterday, for example, I grabbed a handful of Cheez-Its and I shoved it in my mouth because I was giving it to my kid. And he was like, all right, well, how much calories do you think you ate? And uh, he was, I, I think we determined it was like 400. I was like, all right, get on that treadmill <laughs> and burn 400 <laughs> calories. Oof. So he was like, so every time you want to do that, 
we're gonna do this and i literally or we did burpees too like if you would whatever Punishment. it may be and i hate burpees with all my heart like i cried he went he had me on a hit program similar to what you were talking about yeah. with your and there was like a few days with burpees in it and I told him, I was like, I just don't want it. Like, I literally, they're miserable. Da, da, da. And I would cry during those sessions. And he'd be like, he would feel bad. But I was like, no, I'm just, I hate them, but I'm going to do it. But I hate it. And I would go to the bathroom and throw up. <laughs> then I'd come back. And he's like, you good? And I was like, yeah. And I, you know, the reason why I do that kind of stuff, though, isn't, you know, I don't expect somebody to, every time they fuck up to get on the treadmill and yeah. burn 400 calories. But what it does, can do for somebody is put it in perspective what that can of Coke or a slice of pizza or something like that does. What that right. looks how like. Much, how much yeah. actual that's work he is was, required yeah, that's what he was doing to burn that me. off. Yep. And I mean, he was like, so you can keep continuing to do that, but this but, is what you're going to have to do to cover it. And mm-hmm. I did not want to be on the treadmill any more than he had me on for my show. So mm-hmm. it was just like that. It, yep. When I had went to go reach for that, I was like, do I want to do? And I don't remember how long I was on the treadmill, but it was probably an hour. Probably, it was probably at least an hour, yeah. pretty decent pace and a pretty yeah. decent Yeah, I, and I was like, I don't want to do an extra hour just for that handful of Cheez-Its. Yeah. So that helped me out a lot. Um, yeah. Moral of the story is diets don't fail, people fail. Yep. Don't fuck up. Yep. Just uh, follow, fuck your, up all the time. follow your diets, research, or have somebody else do the research for you. And tell you what you're supposed to do. Get a plan. That's Get that's, that's the real goal. Really. Get knowledge. Do not eat 1,200 calories and go on the treadmill <laughs> for an hour. Eat your food. Yeah, absolutely. Eat food. So, uh, I'm going to do this one. This is a segue. Do you guys know what, uh, what you call a chicken-flavored lollipop? I do. A cocksucker. <laughs> We've arrived. <laughs> Do you have a dad joke? I didn't prepare one now. I will find one. I've He's seen always on dad says dad jokes. Dad says jokes is like the best place to get dad jokes. And I feel like I've shared one in my story. Apparently not recently, but I will go find them because they I've seen some bangers recently. Oh man. My butt cheeks hurt from sitting in this chair. <laughs> That's not that joke. That's just stone cold fucking fat. <laughs> uh, I told my wife I wanted to be cremated, so she made an appointment for Tuesday. <laughs> 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 Oof. <laughs> uh, I was dreaming about having diarrhea, and then I woke up. That's when shit got real. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty rough. This This one might be a little... Close to home. My doctor just told me I'm suffering from paranoia. Well, he didn't actually say that, but I could tell that's what he was thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is more. Yeah. Uh, this, this is the last one I'm going to give because I like this one. This morning I saw my neighbor talking to her cat. It was obvious the poor woman thought that the cat understood her. So when I got home, I told my dog, and we laughed a lot. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I do talk to my dog. I talk to all three of my dogs, but I don't expect them. I don't expect. Well, they understand some things. I some was, things they don't listen to. They understand. They're just like, nah, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Fuck you, <buddy. laughs> pretty much. And that's what parenting is like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah.
Can't wait. <laughs> so excited. Here it comes. <laughs> I am actually excited, to be honest. I'm neither here nor there, I guess. Like, it's happening, and it's going to happen. And I'm just, I'm waiting to see how I feel about it the whole time. Listen, the best description, it's the best thing that ever happened to me, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. So. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. I also heard, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Andy Sandberg. Sandberg, Sandberg. The comedian? Yeah. yeah. He said, he, he was like, that's a lie. Everyone says it's like the greatest thing that ever happened, but that's a lie. They just say that. So that other people will get, like have kids and like, ah, now you're miserable too. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah. Now you're with us. And I'm like, yeah. I think it's gonna be better. Well, that's it's... why I don't lie. It is fucking hard. It's fucking hard. It is hard, and a lot of days I'm just like, oh my god, this is my life. What the fuck? But when I say it's the best thing, like, like my son, he keeps me going, like a hundred percent. Um, you have no room. Well, some people do, but for me, it gives me no room to be a piece of shit. Like yeah. I've got to get it together and keep going. And even with like my mental health battles, like that kid, just like, I got to do it for him. I got to do. It. So even if I have no motivation for myself, that kid is that number one, but it is fucking hard. It is so hard. And he's such a dick. <laughs> that kid is such a dick to me and they'll tear you apart, you know? Here. In about eight years, we're going to have him listen to this podcast. Yes. And <laughs> just be like, hey, by the way, Oliver, you were a dick. Oliver, I love you, but you were a dick at five years old. Well, let's talk about it. Two, three, four, and a five. So. And counting. And, and counting. I'm, I'm looking forward to being a girl dad. <sighs> Man, I'm not looking forward to killing a bunch of boys. I mean, I definitely, I mean, I think it's an excuse to just act on something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> my, I just want to commit my early, emo yeah. kids, uh, my early 2000 emo phase is excited about <laughs> having an excuse to paint my nails black again. <laughs> I mean, I guess if that's the color she wants, you'd be like, Daddy, let me paint your nails black. Just pick back. Just do it. It, will, it will not black. be black. It will no, not it'll be black, be guys. Yeah. It'll be pink. Pink, purple. White. Well, yeah. And you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be proud of it. walk around with fucking pink nail polish on. You can kiss my whole ass. There ain't nothing you can do about it, I promise. <laughs> you, can, you can look at it and you can judge me, but I don't fucking care. Proud girl, dad. <laughs> Eat my fucking shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so I, hopefully it'll be black, though. I feel like probably, like... Sandy's got too much of a broad disposition, so she probably that's will true. do something... Really bright and girly. <laughs> Designates pink, so it probably won't be pink for me. It'll probably be. It'll probably end up being purple because she's got oh, purple. Goddamn purple everything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really put that together until I saw the baby's room and then started noticing the other purple things in yeah. the house. Every goddamn no thing is purple. purple. I like purple. It's not. It's a better color than pink. So I'm not necessarily that I want my nails painted purple, but You're rather than be it. purple than pink. You're gonna do oh, I'm gonna do everything that little girl wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. So. I'm a boy mom, so I'm I'm being abused. Help me. <laughs> Just kidding. I love that kid. He's definitely a mama's boy, which I'm very happy about. But nope. Closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Don't be a fuck up. <laughs> Don't fuck up your diet. And uh, It's you. It's you. You're the yeah. problem. <laughs> no, the diet's have some self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> it helps to have a good support group. I'll say that. Yeah. Co yeah. Coaches help. Friends that are like-minded help. Um, 
One thing that bad news from your doctor helps. Uh, that having a kid on the way helps. Yes. Thing that doesn't help, which we briefly talked about, but a negative environment does not help. So yeah. avoid negative environments. Like if people are trying to get you to fail, if people are trying to get you to stop doing what you're doing, avoid them. Yeah. Walk away from them. Disassociate with them if it comes to it. Like yeah, I'll say this too. Um, your health is worth more than their friendship. Exactly. Uh, me and, like I said, me and Elizabeth had a long conversation about this yesterday. But if you're an empath like me and her are and tend to put other people before you, uh, you do need to come to the realization that it's okay to think about yourself first sometimes. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and if they're a good friend or person in your life, they're going to support you. And yeah. if they're not, they're not. Right. Overall, they are not a good person to be in your life. If you're right. telling them, hey, I have this goal and it's for my health and it's going to make me a better person and they don't support that and they sabotage you or, hell, even mock you. I've mm-hmm. mocked so much in the beginning. It was so rough. Um, but luckily, like, in cutting those people out, I found such healthy friendships mm-hmm. because like-minded people, like you said, of people that, like, they have goals. It may not be the same one, but they're going to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people were cut out quickly yeah. um, when I when I started and I continue because they just they're not healthy people they like they weren't good so yeah. they were gone so knowledge consistency you know positive environments um, that's the key that's what it takes it's what it takes not the diet you can do any kind of diet but if you don't have those things. You will fail. You will fail every time. It's not the diet. It's you. It's not your thyroid. It's the drive-through. Okay. It's the drive-through. Yeah. Fuck the drive-through. Stop going to the goddamn. Stop going to Taco Bell at 2 a.m. Right before they close. Kind of want to hit that on the way home. I'll be honest. I kind of wanted some yesterday, and that's why it's on my mind. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't go. This is the part we all fail. (laughs) Instead, I went to the refrigerator. (laughs) I went to the refrigerator, and I looked, and I was like, "What the fuck do I even have to eat?" And I had some pepperoni and some cheese and Dude, some Ritz crackers, I'll and I made my, my a makeshift My fat ass has done. I love a pepperoni and mayo sandwich. Oh, oh fuck, no. it's amazing. Ten out of ten. No. Ten out of no. ten. No. Fried bologna and, uh, and mayo is excellent too. I just uh, can't do the mayo. My ass hurts. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> 